Eight Big 12 teams are playing in bowl games over the next couple of weeks, and I will give you a score, a prediction for every single game on this show. I'm Pete Mundo, HeartlandCollegeSports.com, of course, covering the Big 12 Conference. Thanks for being here on the podcast, on Facebook Live, on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. We appreciate you joining us and uh, being a part of the show. So let's get it rolling. I'm going to give you a score, a prediction, a spread for each of these games, eight Big 12 games. How about that? Eight of 10 teams out of the Big 12 Conference are playing, yes, in a bowl game this season. It doesn't get any better than that. So uh, let's start off with Baylor and Air Force in the Armed Forces Bowl. So uh, Baylor is a four-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Uh, this has low-scoring game written all over it. Both of these teams want to control the ball. They want to control the clock. They want to have success on the ground. Baylor is 4-0 and when running for over 235 yards and 5-1 and when coming up with over 170. And that one loss was to TCU. So the Air Force defensive front, it's it's good, it's good, but the whole operation struggles when teams are able to run against them. Air Force needs to stop the run. They're 8-0 when they allow fewer than 115 rushing yards, and uh, you know I, that is something, when you look at this, and you say to yourself, how does Baylor win this game? To me, it's Richard Reese. It's the guys in the backfield. That's who has to have success in this game, and I firmly believe that Baylor can do that. I, I really do. Uh, I know that Baylor didn't have the season that a lot of us wanted them to have. I thought they could repeat potentially as Big 12 champions this season. I, I thought they were bringing back a great slate of guys. I thought that they would be able to capitalize on a lot of that this season. I liked Blake Shapin at quarterback as an upgrade. And of course, that didn't happen. They had a major letdown season. But I look at this bowl game, this Armed Forces Bowl, and I sit here and I say to myself, Baylor's just the better team. Like, all around, Baylor's just the better team. More talented team on both sides of the ball. They're going to be fired up to be there. Dave Aranda's not going to let his guys be lackadaisical heading into this game. So I do uh, like Baylor, who also, despite the defense struggling, was third in the Big 12 in rushing defense, and you got to stop the rush attack against Air Force. So I like Baylor in a low-scoring game. Something, uh, I'm going to say Baylor 20, Air Force 14. Baylor covers the four and a half points in this game, the Armed Forces Bowl, the first game of the uh, Big 12 football bowl season. Next up, we've got the Guaranteed Rate Bowl between Oklahoma State and Wisconsin. So, uh... Both teams are without their starting quarterbacks. That's number one. And this is where these bowl games get kind of hairy. These bowl games get hairy, and they've always been hairy. They're tough to pick. But it's getting hairier now at the transfer portal and the NFL draft. Who's staying? Who's playing? Who's in? Who's out? Like, Oklahoma State, you look at this team at this in this game, it's going to be tough. Spencer Sanders, not going to be there. Garrett Rangel, I mean, is he going to be the guy against Wisconsin? A very good defense for the Badgers? That's going to be tough. That is going to be really tough. So really, to me, it's going to come down to the running game for both of these teams. What can they do on the ground? And from that standpoint, Braylon Allen, 
is a guy that to me continues to come to mind. Six foot two, two hundred and thirty pounds, sophomore running back. It looks like he's going to be the next great Badgers running back in a backfield that obviously has had a ton of uh, immense talent over the years. And I, I just see this guy giving a whale of a time to this Oklahoma State defense that is missing a lot of players. I mean, a lot of Oklahoma State players went into the transfer portal. You got a lot of young guys, who, never mind, you know, a stage like this playing Wisconsin and Wisconsin. I understand Wisconsin didn't have the season that Wisconsin fans expect him to have. Neither did Oklahoma State. But, man, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm saying to myself, I don't know if Mike Gundy's just got the bodies in this thing. That's, that's the issue. You look at who's hit the amount of players that have hit the transfer portal, the guys who aren't playing in this game for Oklahoma State. I, you know, I could sit here for the next 10 minutes and talk about it. It's a very difficult game. Very difficult game. So... When I'm looking at this thing, I'm I'm seeing Wisconsin as the favorite. Uh, I like them in this game, something like 24 to 17 over Oklahoma State. I will take Wisconsin in the guaranteed rate bowl to win and to cover that game against the Pokes. Next up, Liberty Bowl. Yes, this is exciting. Kansas going to a bowl game for the first time in 14 years. You gotta love that, right? Kansas could go into a bowl game. Tough matchup. They're playing Arkansas. So, I mean, you know, listen, there's no cakewalk. It's a bowl game. Everybody had a halfway decent season, right? So I'm looking at this, and I'm saying to myself, okay, we know that Kansas struggled mightily down the stretch. The defense uh, is the main reason that they just hit the skids after a nice 5-0 and start. And you look at this team that finished last in the Big 12 when it came to rushing yards allowed per game, and now you've got an Arkansas backfield that can make a major impact in this one. Raheem Sanders at quarterback, excuse me, Raheem Sanders at running back, KJ Jefferson at quarterback, they've combined for almost 2,000 rushing yards. And now you got to figure out if your Kansas had to slow that down. When Kansas hadn't stopped the run all season long, I mean, that makes it very difficult. Now, if Jalen Daniels, who leads the country in QBR and has a 13 2 touchdown to interception ratio, if he becomes the Jalen Daniels from early in the season, then you know that changes the equation here for the Kansas Jayhawks. But right now, I, you know this is a very, very tough game to like Kansas in because it's just a bad matchup for him, a really bad matchup. So uh, yes, KU has an explosive offense, and I look at running back Devin Neal as you know a star out of the backfield and what he's been able to do, but. Oh, gosh. They're going to have to get it done through the air. The Arkansas passing defense has been bad. 118th in the nation this season. Uh, That's as bad as it gets. So they've got to have success through the air, and they've got to slow down Arkansas on the ground. This is an Arkansas team that is producing 223 yards per game this season on the ground. It's just that's a bad matchup for Kansas. So I like Arkansas winning the Liberty Bowl over Kansas, 38-31, to 31, uh, and Arkansas covers the three-point spread. Next up, we've got the Cheez-It Bowl. Let's talk a little Cheez-It. Who doesn't love a bowl of Cheez-Its, by the way? Let's do the Cheez-It Bowl, shall we? Oklahoma taking on Florida State. Everyone thinking back to that national championship game from, what, 20-plus years ago now at this point. You love seeing the meeting on paper, but uh, it's not overly compelling. 
you know, Oklahoma also lost a ton of guys to the transfer portal. And uh, actually, you want the number? OU, over 30 players are set to transfer, graduate, or enter the NFL draft. That is master massive roster turnover for Brent Venables after year one. A lot of young guys are going to see the field. That can go one of two ways in bowl games. That can go one way where these guys are fired up, they're ready to show their stuff, and they're bought in, and they're you know ready to move on to 2023. Or it could go they're young guys who have never played a game of this caliber, and now they got to take on you know a pretty darn good Florida State team that's trying to win 10 games this season. Uh, and that's where you're flipping a coin on this thing. But ultimately for me, uh, I don't see how Oklahoma slows down Jordan Travis and this offense that's going to be fired up. Florida State hasn't won 10 games since 2016. They're going to be focused. They're going to be energized. And while I know the Big 12 was a meat grinder this season, and OU could pull off the upset if everything clicks here, they went 6-6, six and six, and you know a lot of key players aren't going to be around the field for Oklahoma, right? I, you know They're going to be missing their two best offensive linemen, their top running back this season in Eric Gray. Uh, it's going to be very difficult for them for a multitude of reasons. So I'm sitting here and looking at this and saying to myself, I, I, I'd like to pick OU. I want to lean towards the Big 12 team. You guys know that. But I'm following this game and saying to myself, based on what? What am I going to like this Oklahoma team in this game because of? There's not a lot to like, unless you like the history of it. In the all-time series, Oklahoma's 6-1, and one, and they've won each of the last six meetings, but history means nothing in bowl games. So I'm going to pick Florida State winning this game something like 35-21, over the Sooners and covering the seven and a half point spread. I hope I'm wrong about all these games, by the way, at least the ones where I'm not picking the Big 12 team. But it's a tough slate. The Big 12 didn't get, get did not get great draws in these bowl games this season. Next up, Texas Bowl. Texas Tech and Ole Miss. Let's talk about that game between Texas Tech and Ole Miss. Uh, another one where, you know, a Big 12 team is drawing a team who spent a lot of the year ranked, who has some great wins, and who, yes, struggled down the stretch, as Ole Miss did, but can put a ton of points on the board. ton of points on the board. So uh, this is a tough one for Joey McGuire. You know, he's going into this game playing with house money. Nobody thought that Texas Tech was going to be here, was going to be in this moment, getting set for a bowl game at 7-5 and five in the Texas Bowl against you know, an Ole Miss team that, what, was ranked in the top 10 at one point this season. Not a lot of people predicted that for Texas Tech. So you're playing with house money. That's great. But here's my question. How does Texas Tech slow down the Ole Miss offense? That's going to be the key to this game. The Rebels come in averaging almost 500 yards of offense per game. And if Jackson Dart, you know, can start making some plays, Red Raiders' defense is going to struggle here. Now, Tech can capitalize and has capitalized on mistakes this season. And the defense is underrated. There's no doubt about that. But uh, what Lane Kiffin has done with this offense is uh, is pretty darn impressive. And that's something where I said to myself, I, I just, I don't know. And you look at who Ole Miss has lost to. It's not like they lost to a bunch of slouches here. Lost games against LSU, Alabama, Mississippi State, all programs ranked at some point in time. So, 
They're impressive losses. They got a big-time offense, and I don't know if Texas Tech can slow it down. That's the part I'm trying to figure out here for the Red Raiders, and I'm a big believer in Joey McGuire. This would be a monumental win uh, for this program. There's no doubt about that. Uh, it would be enormous for Joy McGuire for a multitude. I don't think he necessarily needs it, but it would just be a you know another feather in the cap, icing on the cake, whatever cliche you want to use about this season. I just I don't see it happening. I don't. I think it's a shootout, but I think that ultimately Ole Miss pulls off something like a. 38-31 win over Texas Tech. Uh, give me 38-31 Ole Miss over Texas Tech in the Texas Bowl, which means Ole Miss covers the three-and-a-half-point spread. Next up, the Alamo Bowl, Texas and Washington in this one. So we know B. John Robinson's not playing uh, for, for Texas. He's going to get ready for the NFL draft. But this can be the moment where a guy like Quinn Ewers, who's going to have a quarterback battle going into next season, shows the entire Texas fan base what he is capable of doing. That don't just give the starting job next year to Arch Manning. Don't forget about me. I was one of the top prospects in the country a couple of years ago. He was the number one quarterback prospect in the country a couple of years ago. Let's not forget that. Don't forget about me. This can be his moment. This can be that moment for Quinn Ewers, and they can get that passing game going. There's no doubt in my mind they can get that passing game going in this one against Washington. Um, I mean, that's going to be the weakness for the Huskies in this game. But it's, it's very interesting because really it's a battle of the quarterbacks. Michael Penix Jr., Quinn Ewers, shoot it out, let it rip in the Alamo Dome, and may the best quarterback win. That, that's how I'm looking at this game between these two teams. Because it's not going to be about uh, the running game. It's just not. Uh, both defenses had their moments. Um, and I'm trying to figure out for Texas as well on defense, the strength has been the run defense, not so much the pass defense. So Washington's strength is throwing the ball. Penix Jr. passed for 4,300 yards to lead the country while throwing 29 passing touchdowns. So how does Texas slow that thing down? That's going to be interesting to watch and interesting to follow. And uh, I want to see what exactly Steve Sarkeesian's team has in store. Gary Patterson's going to be able to help him, I imagine. And Gary Patterson always has been traditionally pretty good in these bowl games. So even without Bijan Robinson, Texas has an enormous amount of talent. This is a big game for them, building and closing out year two under Steve Sarkeesian. They need this game. They play better competition all year. So I am going to take the Texas Longhorns to beat Washington in this one, 34-27. Next up, Sugar Bowl, Kansas State, Alabama. Now, I like this. Because we know the Alabama Stars are playing, right? Bryce Young going to be playing. Uh, Will Anderson going to be playing. Uh, this is great. Th this is what we want. This is what Kansas State wants to see. I like it. I like it for college football. I like it for those guys. I like it for the Sugar Bowl. I love everything about it. 
because I don't want Kansas State to win this game. And then, of course, the SEC Alabama fanboy says, it doesn't matter. Our guys didn't play. Bryce Young wasn't in the game. None of it matters. It's all meaningless. They're playing. I like it. Let's go. Now, yes, Bryce Young, uh, you know, is a guy who obviously has a Heisman Trophy under his belt. He's a very good quarterback. Uh, Will Anderson, on the other side of the ball, is obviously a stud at linebacker and an absolute beast, and he's going to play in the NFL. But, you know, Kansas State has some NFL guys, too. Can we not forget? I don't think Alabama has seen a guy like Deuce Vaughn. I don't think, uh, well, they've seen guys like Felix Anundike Uzoma. They've seen guys like him at defensive end around the SEC. But these guys are playing in the NFL too. Can we not forget that? So I know that Alabama came into the season, all the hype, college football playoff. Well, I'm looking at it and saying to myself, there's only one of these two teams that has beat a team that is playing in a college football playoff this year. And that is Kansas State, who beat TCU in the Big 12 championship game. So, I, you know, listen, Big 12 teams always do a great job getting up for SEC teams in these bowl games because they know they're getting disrespected. And while I get and I can appreciate Alabama being at full strength, I'm glad that they are. I think that Kansas State can come into this game with its top flight defense Yes, there's there's banged up banged up issues in the secondary, but a top flight defense that can give the tide some fits. They can do enough on offense. Will Howard can spread the ball downfield. Deuce Vaughn can be shifty out of that backfield. And I think Kansas State, if they stay disciplined, if they win the turnover battle, if they don't try to do too much, Kansas State can win this game against Alabama. There's no doubt in my mind. These K-State guys, they're going to be talking about this game for the rest of their lives if they pull this one off. And I am rolling with K-State in this one. Let's go. Let's go. These guys fly around the field. That's right on Facebook Live. You're right about that. I'm going Kansas State 27, Alabama 24 in the Sugar Bowl. Last but not least, the college football playoff, Fiesta Bowl, TCU, taking on Michigan, the almighty Wolverines. Everyone's counting out TCU. I saw on The Athletic, they polled about 15 of their beat writers that cover college football. One of them picked TCU. Scott Docherman, the other 14, whatever it is, 12 guys and gals, all picked Michigan. Nobody, nobody is picking TCU in this game. Nobody is going to pick TCU in this game. They all just think that Michigan's got this thing in the bag. They say, well, look what Michigan did to Ohio State. How could, how is it possible for anybody, never mind little old TCU, to compete with that? That doesn't seem like it can ever happen. Well, guess what? It can. It absolutely can. And it's going to start with Max Duggan, their Heisman Trophy finalist. Now, on that side of the ball, they have got to have success through the air. I, I mean, Michigan is absolutely outstanding at stopping the run. Uh, they are unbelievable at stopping the run. They give up 
85 rushing yards per game. That's third best in the country. Max Duggan has got to get this thing done through the air. That's where it's going to start. Quinton Johnston has got to have, and he's a first-round NFL draft pick, he has got to have himself a ball game. they got to spread it around and then allow the running game to try to open up from there. That's how they got to play this thing out. And they can do it. They can absolutely do it. And the other side of the ball, what TCU has to do is slow down the running game led by Donovan Edwards. That's what has to happen there. All right, he has done very good. Um, you know, we know what he did, and you know, we know what he's done as of late and the success that he's had. So do not lose that. And do not lose him if you're TCU. You stop him, you force them to beat you through the air. That's what you do. That's what has to happen for TCU to possibly pull off a game like this. That's it. I mean, there's there's no other they have got to stop Donovan Edwards. And on that side of the ball, make them beat you through the air and then try to get a turnover or two, which is, you know, which they can absolutely do. I mean, TCU can do that. They've they've uh, been able to do that this year where they were third in the Big 12 in interceptions with 14. So they can turn the ball over. They've had success doing that. And they've got to be able to do that again in this college football playoff game. And if they do that, TCU can win this thing. TCU can play for a national championship. There's no doubt in my mind. But if they don't slow down Donovan Edwards, who had, what, a total of 400 rushing yards against Purdue and Ohio State, it's going to be a long day. They can slow him down and then get the ball through the air on offense. TCU can pull this thing off. And you know what? The way that people are counting out TCU as they have all season long, in many ways, I think losing that Big 12 championship game was the best thing for them. I think losing that Big 12 championship game Seeing how Max Duggan and that team reacted to it gives them that extra chip on their shoulder going into this one. And I am going to roll with TCU winning outright and beating Michigan 31-28 in the Fiesta Bowl, obviously covering the 7.5 points and becoming the first Big 12 team ever to win a college football playoff game since the playoff came to be eight years ago and then go on to play for a national championship. There you go. Those are my Big 12 football bowl game picks. That's what we've got. That's what I've got for these eight games. Appreciate you all being here. Thanks for joining us. Always good to have you on board. Share the show. Subscribe on YouTube. And... uh, Let's see some of your comments here on Facebook Live. Pete, do I need to buy you a bigger TCU sign? Uh, it's, it's right there, all right? I know. I tried to piece the whole thing together. It's hard to do, guys. It's hard to do. Kendall says, I think Texas Tech beats Ole Miss and Texas beats Washington. I, I like Texas beating Washington. I don't like, Ole, I don't like Texas Tech beating Ole Miss. Uh, Logan, love to hear it. Thought you were gonna have, I thought I was going to have to call in upset. <laughs> Uh, Donald says it's going to be close. Yes, it is going to be close. Kenny says TCU allowed Texas three offensive points. You're right. They kept Bijan Robinson in check. They can do to Bijan Robinson, or if they can do to Donovan Edwards what they did to Bijan Robinson, TCU's playing for a natty. There's no doubt about it in my mind. All right? That's what I've got. You guys have a great night, a great rest of your week. It's bowl season, baby. Thank you for joining us, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Appreciate you being here. Subscribe, YouTube, podcast. That's the Christmas gift I'm asking for from you. 
Thank you, guys. Take care.